104.9 FM, WYAB, the free range human show of choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It continues. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yurt Karan, streaming worldwide at WYAB.com, as well as the TuneIn app. Just search WYAB. And, of course, we are pumping across the airwaves here in central Mississippi on 103.9 FM. Good morning, Mississippi. All right, Sean, this segment seems like a good time for an ad read okay. uh, since we skipped it the last one. This segment going to be brought to you by our friends over at Watkins Construction Roofing. Guys, you know, we've had a, we've had a pretty calm summer. Uh, Florida is not having a calm summer oh, no. right now. Yeah. I was, I was watching uh, all of the hurricane coverage there as I, as I was getting ready this morning, just thinking, man, if anything ever, like that ever happened here, Watkins Construction Roofing would be the first <laughs> number I would call for my complimentary roof assessment. So, look, you know, Mississippi, anything could change. It's been a hot, hot summer. Uh, I think we're going to have a late hurricane season. I wouldn't be surprised if another one comes up. And, you know, when it does, it can spawn tornadoes and bad weather up here. And, heck, you just never know in Mississippi. And anything can happen. So keep a good roofer on the speed dial. And uh, start by just checking them out online at WatkinsConstructionInc.com. Again, uh, if you need, or heck, I'll tell you another good thing is get your roof replaced now before a storm comes through, and you won't have to worry about it as much. But neither here nor there. Check them out, WatkinsConstructionInc.com, locally owned, locally operated, and uh, they will work with your insurance companies. They're going to stay in communication with you the whole time. Uh, Buddy of mine had a for our friend Renee had a tree fall on his house over in Bellhaven. Have they have they already got it knocked out? Or have, um, they were there yesterday. Actually, they were there yesterday. Yeah, they were there yesterday. That's a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, they were know, out there yesterday to get to get it lined up. So, mm-hmm. uh, just great communication. Uh, my buddy Casey at work had a leak on his uh, in his roof of his new house, and uh, boom, got it taken care of in no time. And it, it was only like a not to put anybody's business out there, but it was only like a seven hundred dollar repair. And he said, "Man, they treated him like he was getting a whole new roof." Yeah, that's kind of what Renee said. It's like it's just been great service. Yeah, I mean, definitely recommend them. And so, I mean, whether you're whether you're hitting their minimum or, or, or getting a whole roof, they treat you the same. And I think that says a lot. I think what Renee said because you know, of course, this is the first time this ever happened to him, and he yeah. said Johnny was just so knowledgeable about what to do and the whole process and everything like that mm-hmm. that it kind of really made him a lot more comfortable because he yeah. said no, he just didn't. You know, because I mean, a lot of times you buy a house, what do you know? I don't. I mean, I don't know anything about. Oh, I have a home for the last seven years. I still know nothing about it. Yeah, you know, it's nice when there's people that are good at those things that come and help you out and tell you what to do. They're, they're not going to mess you over either. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to uh, Johnny Casada over there at Watkins Construction and Roofing. The whole team over there is great, regardless who you end up with. Uh, just happen to know Johnny personally. All right, let's take a call real quick from Derek, and then we're going to jump to the polo stuff. Hey, Derek. Hey, that's what I was calling about was polo stuff. Mike, what you got? Um, if I was one of those jurors and just you know just being a rationally minded person, I think I would come to the same conclusion as well. I, I don't know, and I'm going to tell you why. Because the defense raised an interesting point. Why wasn't she a suspect based off of past behavior and based off the fact that she was a, a, a felon in possession of a firearm? Why wasn't she charged with that? You know, I didn't, I didn't even think about I that. That's a point. Was it, oh, wait. Yeah, I know. I remember, Derek, it's because it was her son's gun. That's what she well, said. Well, you still can't be around a weapon regardless. Well, if, if, he, if he has ownership of it, he bought it, then, then you can. I mean, then you're not going to get. I mean, just saying through experience, like you're not going to charge somebody if their son's living in the house and it's their gun with being convicted felon firearm. I mean, oh, yeah. so so but is that the case? Because I'd always heard, like, say, 
Say, for instance, you're talking about like constructive possession kind of situation, right? Well, mm-hmm. say, say, for instance, I've got a friend of mine that's a felon riding in the vehicle with me. Mm-hmm. If we got, I was always under the impression that if we got pulled over and I had my firearm with me, that they could go to jail for being in the vehicle with a firearm. I mean, that is that is true. That is true. You cannot be around them. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Now, well, I'm curious to know if I was that defense attorney, well, where did you find this weapon? Yeah, I've encountered, wait, I've encountered that situation several times, and maybe technically you could do that, but let me say, actually, if it's your gun, Clay, and we're in the car, let's say I'm a convicted felon, they're not going to, and you could prove it's your gun, Yeah, I'm not going to get charged. If it's, if it's, like, yeah, like, why, should her, office, why should her son have to give up his second amendment Yeah, rights? I mean, it's, it's that's not going to happen. I mean, yeah. I've had that come up several times, and if you can prove that it's your weapon, and I'm the convicted felon, and I'm the prosecutor, it's just not going to happen. Okay, let's that, go on. It, it, let's, it's been actuality. I, I love this conversation. I want to have it broadly, but let's, let's move on. What's your next point, Derek? Well, my next point is this. I can see why the jury came to, the, to that conclusion, you know, because you got two people, one extremely unreliable, and the other is a braggart. Now, but him being a braggart, is that a reason for you to dislike him? Well, Is that I, a reason for you to label him a murderer? Oh, braggart. Yeah, I got you, got you, got you. I, yeah, I was being proper braggart. Excuse no. me. <laughs> okay, I was rolling my A's. But, <laughs> yeah, but is that a reason to convict him of murder? You understand? Now, I understand Shadow, whose name is ridiculous, I might add, is not on trial. But, again, you make yourself make yourself so horrible that I would have reasonable doubt. I really would. Well, I think that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least a few of the jurors. I mean, but uh, Derek, how would you explain uh, um, Polo just signing, take, he needed a little nice trip to New Orleans right after it? I mean, wouldn't that, wouldn't that bother you? I mean, the, circumstance, the circumstantial evidence looks really bad. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, uh, oh, yeah, now, again, it would. It would. Now, this is what I've noticed about jurors. A lot of the times when a person is innocent and they run or they flee or they do anything, they don't look at that. They look at the mitigating circumstance. Okay? Just like in the Casey Anthony trial, just like with the um, the woman that killed the pastor, you know, shot him in the back with the, with the shotgun, and she said, why? She fled, then came back and used the excuse that her husband was making her dress up like a prostitute in the bedroom. First of all, I thought bedroom activity was off limits in a court of law. Right, the what now? Let's let's stay on let's stay on the polo thing. Yeah, I'm kind of. No, no, I, I'm using it to example as to why a jury might, you know, sway the way they do because she was clearly guilty of killing her minister husband, and by some people's accounts, not mine, he's clearly guilty of this. But then again, there's some uh, mitigating circumstance in there that would make me have reasonable doubt. Now, I, now I could make the argument. Uh, like let's say, say for instance, it was me, and I went down to New Orleans. I was like, hey, it was hot. I, I, they all thought I did it. I needed a minute to get my thoughts together and get my game plan together, get my team in place, something like that. That would be my why I got out of got out of Dodge answer. Like, hey, I wouldn't do it. They were convinced I did. I had to get out of Dodge for a minute. Well, how does he explain, uh, explain his cell phone pinging right next to the house, or what, four streets over? Well, when I would, I would, I would say that. If he if he had any kind of technical background or somebody that had one, you can easily make a phone give back my locations. All you got to do is I think click your um, the about like ten times, and then that opens the developer options. When you go into the developer options, you can turn on a feature called mock locations, and you can make that phone look like it's anywhere. That's the argument I would have made because everybody does it. Good stuff. Thank you, Derek. Uh huh.
I um let's do this. I mean, I don't know that Polo turned on mock locations. I think he was pinging off that tower in Clinton. Yeah, you know, the AT team. Look, I, I love hearing the other side of and it. And I mean, maybe you can do that. I don't have to look at yeah. it. I've never, I've never seen that in a trial. Every time I've used uh, cell phone tower pings, but but according to what the evidence was, I mean, he was pinging off that tower eight minutes or so before the murder. Yep. So explain I, look, that one to me. I don't, uh, I, I, again, I'm not the jury. I don't want to sit up here and say. He absolutely did it. But if I was on the jury, looking at the evidence that was presented, and I watched 90% of the trial. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the audio wasn't the best. I mean, you really had to watch and focus. But what I saw, even with Shadow being questionable, and again, I, I'm biased because me and po- Polo don't like each other. Right. You know, I mean, just straight up. He tried to ruin me, you know, putting all that racist stuff out there. Didn't work. I am a bit biased. But looking at the evidence, uh, I think I, I, he'd have been guilty. I, he- I, I, I I would have been on the guilty side. I know we talked about this yesterday, but first of all, why would Shadow want to kill Bobby? Is anybody, you know, I mean, is there just a reasonable explanation for that? that that's a great question. I mean, you know, like what, what, what would be the, what, why? What would be the motive? I mean, he was over there, they clearly, uh, best of their knowledge from my understanding through all the text messages, there was nothing, they were not having sex. And they weren't. I mean, he may have been trying. Yeah, I'm you sure know, he, he was. He, he but... working his way in. I mean, I, at the end of the day, I'm not going. We're all trying, Clay. I mean, we're all trying. Let me, let, just... let me eliminate a future excuse here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. If I if I'm over some random girl's house cooking turkey necks and collard greens, I'm trying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're all trying. You know, not, I'm not just not... doing a friend favor a favor for a friend. Yeah. If that if, if that were the case, we'd take it over to our buddy's house and watch football. I mean, you know, like, that's like, that's what we do. Like, if, my, if my girlfriend's listening right now, baby, if I get called over cooking for somebody else, I, I I'm trying to cheat. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, 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 I'm trying. You know, that 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 is just talking from a guy's standpoint right here. He was trying. Yeah, of course he was, and I mean, you can't blame him. Hey, man, that's no. what we we all we've all done that before. Yeah. So I think, um, but I mean, so like, I don't know why she'd want to kill him. What would be the point? Yeah. All right. So, what do you think? From your, your I mean, that's the great thing. If y'all don't know, Sean's an ass, a former assistant DA in Hines County. I mean, he was right up under Robert Shuler Smith. I mean, he's prosecuted a million cases. I mean, we don't there's not a better person in Jackson to have this conversation with than Sean Yorkron. So, uh, Sean, what do you think the jury saw? I mean, do you really think it was Shadow? Did, was she the kink in the <clears throat> in the armor here? Yeah, I mean, I think I think her testimony was just so she just like I said yesterday, she came across as a bad person. And I think that stuck in some of their minds, excuse me. <clears throat> My voice cracked today, but I think that stuck in some of their minds, you know, she had that manslaughter conviction from 2001, and I think that that obviously created reasonable doubt in some of the jurors' minds, which, I mean, it wouldn't have to me, but of course, you know, again, I'm biased too. I got my own bias. I'm pro-state. Yeah. You know, I look at things from that thing and from the prosecution aspect, but it looked very obvious to me that Polo was the only person that was going to kill Bobby Davis. And, and just based on me thinking like things like, what's the motive for her to do this? And why is Polo going to New Orleans? Why is he even over there at that point, you know, minutes before the murder? It just didn't make any sense. But they obviously saw that, you know, based upon her history and her presence on the stand, which we all watched that testimony. Heck, it's been turned into memes all around the city on Facebook and whatnot. I mean, she's a little ridiculous. It, uh, you know, and, and you can't, you know, when you're in the state, you take the witnesses as you find them. Believe me, I put many people on the stand that I'm just sitting there cringing as they're testifying because they never tell you. Like when you interview them, they always get on the stand and say something else. I mean, it's like or something you didn't expect. It's just it's just the way it goes. It's just part of it. You know, I don't know if they get starstruck in the courtroom. They're not used to it, and it just happens. Now she happened to have this emotional outburst, 
And she also looked kind of like she was the Black Widow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. these guys were dying around her. Like, that's what I mean. Like, she was, yeah, yeah, she looked that way. And um, she had that gun guy she killed, and Bobby's dead. Polo may go to jail forever. I mean, she just looks like a rough human being that people didn't I, like. That's I what it. I think. I, I, I agree 100%. Uh, but I still don't think that that gives you an, a, a valid excuse to kill somebody and get away with it. It does not. I mean, it does not. It doesn't. I mean, I don't know how. Who she is takes away from the value of Bobby Davis's life. I don't, I don't understand that one at all either. Yeah. I mean, she's, I mean, because I mean, I can't tell you, Clay, how many cases I've had. Usually, when you're a witness to a murder, most of the time, not all of the time, you're not generally the best person in the world either. I mean, sometimes you are, but a lot of times there's drug deals, there's whatever things are going on. So it's not always that you're in the right place at the right time. And of course, that's not every situation. There's many situations where it's different. But, and, um, so I mean, the fact that she's, she's a rough person shouldn't have taken away from all the evidence in the case, in my mind. But it obviously did. You know, and again, I said this yesterday, Tom Fortner is a great lawyer. He was able to create reasonable doubt in the minds of some of those jurors, not all of them, obviously, or, and um, that's why it hung up. All right, we're going to take a break real quick. We're going to come back. We're going to play a video from WLBT. Uh, attorneys for both sides in the, in the Polo trial, uh, prosecution and defense, neither one believed the deadlock jury was tainted, so that's good. Yeah. You know, but both sides agree on that. I think that's good for the justice system around here. You know, you got somebody screaming uh, that type stuff. It, it, it ain't good for us. And I get, and I just got a tweet from a direct message from Brandon Presley, oh, uh, running for governor of the state, um, uh, defending his uh, his uh, finally answering my question about mask mandates. Oh, great! So we'll we'll get to that answer. I'll let you know what he sent me on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Sean York Caron on the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Ellis Autoplex. Goodbye there. See you, boy, this week. I'm there till 6 o'clock every day, except Saturdays. We close at 3. I will work late on a Saturday. You just got to let me know. If you can't get by there to 4, let me know. I will. I'll squeeze you in. Look, I like to make money. And sometimes, sometimes money is made after closing hours. So uh, let me work around your schedule. Holler at me. But even if it ain't me, if you got to get there early while I'm still on the radio, see one of the other guys over there, Casey, Jason, Junior, any of them, located right there on Highway 471 in Brandon, Mississippi, little truck city as we like to call it because we specialize in trucks. We know our customer base. Y'all like trucks. We like selling trucks. Come buy a truck from us. we got some cars too. we guys also got some SUVs. You're looking for a great First time vehicle for a kid or yourself, for that matter. You just want to get, you don't want to go spending twenty thousand plus dollars. I got a gorgeous Toyota Four Runner right now for sixteen nine ninety five. Uh, Two wheel drive, but it's got it's got some bigger wheels, bigger tires on it. Just looks really good. Uh, the gear and miles elude me here on the spot, but go to our website, check it out, ellisautoplex.com. dot com, and don't forget, I say it every day: we buy vehicles. Don't go trade your vehicle in in one of the big dealerships. Come sell it to us and take that cash, because money talks. Take that cash to the big dealership and use it as a down payment. And uh, we're going to take care of you. We're going to give you fair market value. We ain't some marketplace scammers. You ain't getting a fake a fake certified check from us. You ain't getting a bad check from us. We're going to give you a good local check. You can go cash today. Just bring your title with you. And uh, Hey, even if, it, even if you don't have your title, if you still owe money on it, we'll buy your car, by the way. So come see us, Ellis Autoplex. In Brandon, Mississippi, shop us online, ellisautoplex.com. All right, before we go any further on the polo stuff, 
Y'all yeah. know I've been on Tate Reeves and Brandon Presley's butt for the last week. I want I wanted a statement on you know with all this COVID talk that's getting kicked back up nationally. But so they they want to try to, in my opinion, usher back in mail in voting for twenty twenty four because they know Biden ain't got a chance unless they cheat. COVID getting brought back up. Well, I think that unfortunately that's going to make a big impact on state elections because I don't think anybody, Democrat or Republican for the most part, any sane individual anyway, Sean, you're a Democrat. You you interested in any more mass mandates or lockdowns? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, uh, no, I don't. Th- so. Is anybody interested? Is there one person that really wants to do this again? I, I can't imagine. <clears throat> I can't. I can't. I can't. I mean, I mean, I know there's some weird yeah. jobs out there. They're wearing the masks in their car still, and those people maybe they like it. I don't know. Maybe some sexual thing. I don't get it. But I, it just, I know. I mean, at this it, point, it, it, it might be it, something it, like that. At this point, it, it's the same people that like to get choked. Yeah, you know? exactly. You know, it's I just, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, well, yeah. Well, Brandon Presley's reached out. He just sent me a direct message on Twitter. Um, and I saw, I pre- again, respect to somebody that reaches out, whether I agree with you or not. And you know, I typically don't agree with Democrats, but I wanted to know, will you say now that, and Tate Reeves finally, after my video got a hundred thousand views talking about it, finally came out and released a statement and says that we will not be going back to any mass mandates or any, or any, uh, lockdown. So he did use a caveat and. Jameson and Chris Hinkle pointed this out, and Jameson, I think, discussed it too. Tate said widespread. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered one of the big talking points Tate had during COVID was we're not going to do widespread. We're going to be more like surgical precision. So if there's a certain area with an outbreak, we'll do mass mandates and lockdowns there, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So he gave himself an out to say, okay, all of Hines County's got to got to be on a mass mandate or all a ranking county or wherever, you know. Or the schools or something. Yeah, the, school the schools or something yeah. like that. So there's a little interesting little caveat there, and I'm, I appreciate Chris and Jameson mentioning that. But anyway, here's his re- reply. It says, uh, he sent me a screenshot of something, and he didn't actually take time to type it out. But he said, uh, so there's something to do with Magnolia Tribune. And, and uh, <clears throat> let me read here. Magnolia Tribune reached out. To the campaign of Democrat gubernatorial candidate Brandon Presley to ask if he were elected governor, would Presley reinstate statewide mass mandates or seek to restrict public activities in any way as COVID cases rise in the state? However, at the time of publication, no response has been received. And then they updated it. After the publication of this article, Presley's campaign responded with no in reference to the question of whether the Democrat gubernatorial candidate would reinstate a mask mandate if he were ever elected governor. I, I, you know, And I waited till we got on air to read that. Yeah, I did, I did not read the response because I, I like to give my lifetime reaction to stuff, not have a plotted and planned reaction. I, I don't know if – I mean, I, I know no means no. Yeah. No, yeah. No, no, no means no. I'm a firm believer in that. But – no, no, what? Because at the end of that, it just said mass mandate. What about lockdowns? Ask him. Maybe he looks like he's answering you. Why don't you ask him? Yeah. I'll Brandon, you're going to do lockdowns? Let's see. Clay wants to know. Here we go. We're, li- we're live on the radio. So just to confirm. He's obviously responding to you, so might as well to confirm, that's no, that's, I, I can't type. That's no mask mandates or lockdowns 
No as in none. I don't, I mean, you got to be specific with people. Yeah. Or, yeah. As, or as certain people say, you have to be pacific with people. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when that was a thing? Yeah. Specific versus pacific. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. So while, while we await his response, mm-hmm. let's listen to this video. This is from WLBT. This is on the polo trial. And uh, we're going to pick this conversation back up a little bit. And I got some other stuff I want to talk about today, too. And, I'm, and I got a story about how I learned a lot of life's lessons through Memphis rap music. So this is uh, interesting stuff here. All right, hold on. WLBT News starts now. No verdict reached in the William Polo Edwards murder trial after the judge gave jurors hours to... No relation, by the way. <laughs> ...to make that decision, and a night to rest, they still remained deadlocked. Investigative reporter C.J. LeMaster has reaction from both sides to the outcome and what could have caused it. C.J.? Well, Courtney, and news of today's mistrial spread like wildfire through social media, with supporters saying the state had no case and others wondering whether something might have tainted the jury. Today, lawyers on both sides of this case stopped short of saying that happened here. It's important to note that many people on the jury found that... This is uh, George Soros-funded Hines County DA Jody Owens speaking. William Elvitz did commit this murder. But not enough to reach a unanimous decision. The six-day murder trial for William Polo Edwards ends with no verdict, guilty or not guilty, and both sides claiming a victory of sorts. You called for a mistrial many times for various aspects of the case, things that prosecutors did, et cetera, even extending into closing arguments. Um, are, are you satisfied with this result? Um, well, I'm temporarily satisfied with the result. I'm, I'm more looking down the road to figure out what's, what's going to happen next. While we disagree with the, the outcome, we think that it's important to note that there was, a not gu- was not a not guilty. It was not a not guilty, which means that people did think Mr. Edwards committed this crime. And we look forward to our day in court once again. Edwards remains charged with first-degree murder for the shooting death of 45-year-old Robert Davis. Defense attorney Tom Fortner introduced a dozen examples to the jury of reasonable doubt in the case during Monday's closing arguments, one being that he said Shadow Robinson, the state's only eyewitness, killed Davis. Fortner also claimed the jury might be tainted when the judge pushed deliberations to a second day, but now he says he has no reason to doubt their effort. When the jury comes in the box and the judge asks them, okay, you all went home last night. Did you read any social media? Did you get on the internet? Did you do anything that I told you not to do? When they say, no, we didn't, I, you know, that, I got to trust them. I mean, they're the jurors. They're decent people. So I don't have any problem with, with where we're at right now. Davis's family briefly addressed reporters after the judge's ruling. We are disappointed um, that we did not get um, the verdict uh, today because this has been a long journey for us. I want everyone to please to re- to please remember that justice de- delayed is not justice denied. Um, we are looking forward to the verdict that we were waiting to hear today. Now, Hines County District Attorney Jody Owens says they plan to retry Edwards for murder. Edwards remains behind bars, but his attorney says he may try to get him bonded out. That being said, that could be an issue. Edwards could be considered a flight risk because shortly after Davis was killed, he fled to New Orleans where he was captured. To the clean side of the Mr. Big family. (laughs) Let's take a call real quick. Sure. Hey, you're on there. Uh, Good morning, Clay. Uh, Nobody was there. Nobody really know what really happened. Then you got a, a witness who have committed murder before, 
down to some similar aspect, but you know, nobody was there. So, you know, on the other radio show, they're saying he know he was guilty. Dollar this, dollar that. You don't know unless you had something to do with it, Mr. Brett. We all know they was over there uh, splitting up bribe money. Did you know that, Clay? No, I mean I, nothing would surprise they was over me. Over there splitting up cl- some prominent. Uh, figure came to the house and it was said that they brought seven so many thousands of dollars. Uh, and the figure who supposed to have been either had to have been Creedia Calhoun or what the other guy, Chrysler. I right, hey, hey, I, Master D, I appreciate it. I just don't want to get into get into potential slander, uh, on the radio, but I, I do appreciate it. And again, with with Hines County stuff, absolutely nothing would surprise the clay. Um, Sean, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go. We'll extend here. We'll go an extra three minutes. Um, bond. Mm-hmm. Do you foresee him getting bond? I mean, you know, I think uh, CJ said it. You said it. Everybody. He's kind of. He's a flight risk. That's a, that's a problem. That's the whole reason I thought he was going to get convicted because he's yeah. in New Orleans. He's, yeah. He tried to get away and get on a cruise ship because he's so innocent. Anyway, and um, it, yeah, it's going to be tough for him. But of course, the argument is that he's already had a trial. And uh, and it's a mistrial, and you know he's entitled to some kind of bond. I mean, there's going to be two competing arguments by the defense and the, and the state. Um, I think he'll he won't get one, and um, that they'll retry it rather quickly. I think Judge Peterson will probably do that. Like, okay, uh, this I'm going to tap into your experience <laughs> here as a former ADA. How long do you think? Because it's going to be kind of when the prosecution's ready, right? So, how long do you think the prosecution needs to get ready for a for a retrial? Um, I mean, if they do, were to, do they just use? Do they just go go back to war with the same war chest, or do they they have the opportunity to find new witnesses, explore new things, uh, talk to an Anthony Fox? I mean, there's a million different things. How yeah. does a, how does a retrial work? Well, I mean, you know, you're just going to have to the court's going to have to set a date on their docket that they can do it for one thing, and then um, the defense is going to have to you know be able to do it too, obviously, yeah. because they can't just just do what you know the state wants at that point. They're going to have to transcribe the record the transcript too because and that's a problem for the state here excuse my voice everybody the um shadows testimony let's take that now there's already it's already been under oath and it's transcribed well tom gets to use that next time and we all saw her is she going to stick to what she did well now he gets he can impeach her with that testimony so that hurts the state i think that's a problem for them they've already Wait, got would you say impeach her with that what do you mean well i mean remove her pr- prior as a, as a witness it, it, well no i'm just i'm talking about hit her with inconsistent statements that okay. she made that she because you could see her she's not going to testify well no witnesses really ever do everything changes a little bit after different times you change it you know, testify but she's easy about to hit her with her previous testimony being this trial in the next trial because we know she ain't going to be consistent because she ain't a consistent person you everybody saw that you can see that you don't know what did come out of her mouth next time so they got they're gonna have to do that they have to get the record ready um they, or at least portions of it that tom the defense is going to want and i'm assuming he's going to want that i would i wouldn't see why i wouldn't and then um they're going to just have to resubmit all the witnesses and and start it over i mean they could do it i had one like this and we um said it like four weeks later in judge gowan's courtroom so you can do it in about four weeks i mean if you're really trying to now if the judge wants to move it and in that case judge gowan that we had which is the birdland case we talk about yeah wanted to move it and so we did and um we, we, we wanted to move the case rather quickly so we did so if judge peterson wants to get this along and she could fit it in she could do it and they could probably get ready and you know because you just got to resubmit the same windows as you had make sure the record's ready and those kind so, of things so it shouldn't well, be too bad 
Because I would think you would want to get this in before the holidays. Yeah, I think they could do that. I think it's um, Thanksgiving week's going to be off limits. Uh, I'm guessing nobody does anything the last two weeks of December, first week of January. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Yeah, so so de- December's if it ain't the first week of December, it's off the. Here's a joke I used to always say. I always had, I always called it my annual Christmas trial. For some reason, judges want to have a trial during right before the holidays, like yeah. right before, right after Thanksgiving or right before Christmas. Every year had one, but after that. Yeah, I mean, it's until January 7th or so, you're not going to so get anything done. This thing either happens, I, I would say, first half of November, first half of December. Yeah, or, you know, I mean, you can move it to, I mean, I could see them getting in the middle of October, something like that. It depends. I don't know what her docket looks like yeah. or what she's got scheduled, but if they want to get it done, that's what they would do. Um, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know how the states can see how hard they push it, if the defense is available to do it then. I, Tom, I heard Tom is, you know, He's got a busy busy schedule, so I don't know what his schedule's like. It's going to depend on a lot of factors. Is there any? Does it benefit one side or the other to drag it out, or it happen quicker? I mean, I don't know if really at this point because you've got already got these witnesses' testimony. You yeah. know, I think they've already had a trial, so I mean, it's not like there's going to be an issue about them forgetting things or that sort of thing. No, I don't think it really. I don't think it's. I think it's actually. I think the like I said before, I think the defense is at a better advantage now because. What it pertains to Shadow, which as we've seen, is the crux of this whole thing. Yeah. And I think now they've got her testimony recorded, and they can impeach her with it in the next round, which they're going to do. I mean, they're because she's not going to stick to it. There's no way you could plainly see that. I mean, and again, like I was saying, not every witness is. You, if you testified in two different trials, you're you're not going to say everything you said in the other trial. Some words are going to be different. Certain things you recollect may be a little different. It happens with everybody. Something doesn't mean you're lying. It just that's what happens. But with her, somebody like her, I mean, Tom's going to eat her alive. I'm just mean that's what's going to happen. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back with Sean Yorkron on the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Stonington Farm Beef. Man, I cooked a big Stonington Farm sirloin last night and cut it up into like steak cubes, steak bites, whatever you want to call it. Uh, marinated it all day with some Jonesy Q Montreal Ecstasy Rub. Threw it on the pellet smoker last night, cranked up to 500. Man, I was only going to eat about a third of that thing. I ate well over half of it. I don't know if I have enough left for another meal. It was that good. That's that grass-fed difference there. 100% grass-fed, 100% grass-finished, mRNA-free, steroid-free, antibiotic-free, locally sourced and raised beef right here in Mississippi. That's Stonington Farm. They come up here to central Mississippi once a month uh, to Brandon, Ridgeland, and Florence for local drop-off. And I, you can get it uh, between now and then, too. Uh, you have to get with them on that, on the logistics. But check them out online, stoningtonfarm.com. That's Stonington with two ends and experience the grass-fed difference. All right, we got a caller on hold. Let's hit the caller real quick. Hey, you're on there. Uh, yeah, I've got two questions. The, he was charged with two counts. One was murder and one was a felony possession of a gun. They mistrialed on the murder charge. What happened to the gun charge? They mistrialed, excuse me, on both charges. Apparently, they did not actually catch him with the gun. Yeah, that's what Therese was telling us yesterday. Yeah, they got him with the ammo, but not the gun. Now, I have a guy that I know who's sitting out in in Madison County right now 
Well, I assume he's in Madison County, wherever he's at. It, it happened in Madison County. Uh, he was a felon, a two-time felon that got that got caught buying ammo, and is in and is in jail now for for possession of ammunition. I thought you couldn't have possession of firearm or ammo. Um, I've never seen this. I saw the federal. You know, the first time I ever saw the federal charge was when that Marshawn Chrysler stuff, where yeah. they he was selling ammo or allegedly selling yeah. ammo. I've never seen anybody charged with that on the state level, though. At least I've never handled that. So yeah. now, now you you were saying, or somebody was saying that you you would turn over the 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 firearm charge to the feds. But hey, why don't you can pick do this that? Up? That's what I would. Yeah, I would. If I were them, I would refer the. I mean, they could also the feds can prosecute it as well. So yeah, and they you know they may do that. I mean, so. All right, I've got a second question. This is for Sean, and don't let me put words in your mouth. Sure. Have I not I heard you say something to the effect that the phone data, cell phone data, was enough to convict him? Well, I think it's in culmination with all the evidence. It is enough to convict him in my mind, if that's what it meant. And well, that's I, interesting because cell phone data is infallible in this case, but it's not infallible in the 2000 Mule situation. Interesting. Well, I'm talking about the pings, which is different than, but I don't know. I've never seen the mule thing, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I agree with you. I know what you're talking about, and I, I've brought the same thing up. If, if, it, if it's good enough for this, if it's good enough to, um, if it's good enough to arrest everybody at January 6th, it, it's absolutely good enough to handle the 2,000 mule thing. But you know, they're going to stick their head in the sand and deny. Great phone call, brother. Thank you. Um. Now, Sean, you were saying during the during the uh, break that if if it was you, mm-hmm. you you would offer manslaughter a manslaughter charge. Yeah, I think uh, right. Yeah, I'd offer a manslaughter plea on this plea, one at this I'm point. Sorry. Be after this trial, I think it's probably the best way to do it because you know they've got again you've got a transcript now with Shadow's testimony, which is only going to hurt. It's not going to get any better with the next trial. Her testimony is not going to get. She's not going to become a better witness. And that's what the crux of this was. That's what kind of hurt her, you know. Um, so I uh, hurt them, I think, at least. And even some of the callers, I think, called in and said that was the issue they felt. That's, the, that's the overwhelming sense that I get from all my text messages yeah. and everything I see online is, is that she she ruined this for the yeah. for, for the prosecution. And it's and it's going to be worse next time. Having experienced this kind of situation where there is a you know a form, there's previous testimony out there and using it against a witness like her, especially. It's bad. Yeah, I'd offer a manslaughter if he'd take it, and I bet you he wouldn't. I don't think he would. I don't, In my mind, he's not going to take it. I don't think I would at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I may not. I, I was sitting there weighing it out. I, I don't think I would. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't. What would, a, what would a manslaughter charge potentially carry? 20 years. 20 years? Yeah. Out and. I think it's an 80. I don't know what they changed that. I think it's an 85% crime. I'm not 100% sure that I had to look that up. But yeah, I mean, he'd do, you know, I, I don't know that. I'd have to look. It used to be that, but I don't know what it is now. I know they changed the law on certain things. Um, you know, he served some time. He'd, he'd probably do another 15 years or so. Yeah, that's, he, I mean, that's, that's, that's basically a life sentence. When you're, if you're 60, you're talking about getting out of Is he that old? Yeah, I mean, he's 59, 60 years old, yeah. something like that. Um, yeah. that, that, that is a life sentence. I mean, so he's, mm. he, he's fighting for his freedom here. I mean, they could offer him manslaughter in 10 years. They could do that. They don't have to give him the full 20. I mean, that's sure. just the max on it. I mean, they could do whatever was you – know, they could negotiate it out. Yeah, you then, know. You, then you get time served. Yeah, he's going to get time served, and maybe he does another you know, that six, seven, a year eight and a years half. or yeah. something like that. If the victims – you know, but now Bobby – you know, one thing as a prosecutor, you also got to deal with the victim's family. 
And I've had many situations where they ain't going to – I mean, you could do what you want, but you want to do what they want They want done. Sure. That's your – you know, you want to do that. And um, so they may not be in agreement with that. They may be you know, more likely to do that now after seeing this trial. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's kind of hard to tell somebody that, you know, your loved one got – I've been in this situation more times than I, <laughs> than I cared to have been. You know, it's, it's hard to tell somebody who's family member that died that, hey, man, all we can get is five years or, or six years because the case sucks. Like that's that's tough. It is really a tough conversation to have with somebody, especially yeah. people that you can tell by his family, like people that actually cared about their loved one that died. You know, there's many situations where I hate to say it, but they just didn't care. But sure. there's um, but you could tell. I mean, I'm just judging this by what I see on TV and them in the community that they actually cared about him, and that so it's not easy to just tell them, hey, look, we can only get you five to six years. Yeah, a lot of times in these cases, it's in 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 these in Jackson. Just to be blunt here, it's a two for one. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's, yeah. Bad, it's, it's bad guy taking out bad guy. Oh, I mean, I remember I tried a guy that had killed like twenty people, and then somebody he knew killed him, and then you know we convicted him. My boss was like, "We got a two for one on that one." I was like, "Heck yeah, we did!" Because the guy that died was worse than the one that killed him. All right, let's take a break real quick. Brandon Presley has replied to my tweet. Oh yeah, I will open it up and read it to close out the show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back on one hundred three point nine FM WYAB. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards is famous on TikTok show. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty impressive today, actually, about that. So. Well, you know, look, man, it's the it's the, it's it's harnessing a medium and taking advantage of it when other people aren't. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I saw an opportunity and to to pull my head out of the sand and say, okay, well, TikTok's evil, then I need to be on there doing good. Yeah, instead of saying ban it. And uh, so, anyway, with that said, our TikTok video. And I say our because I feel like I'm the voice of you guys. Um, I just happen to be the one crazy enough to put my face on it and say it. Uh, that that is what finally reached Brandon Presley here, and I said. Uh, so I said to Brandon Presley, I said, I said, just to confirm, that's no mask mandates or lockdowns. No, as in none. He said, yes, known all. Please clear this up with your TikTok followers. Also, let me hit the little heart emoji there. Uh, now look again. I'll still vote Democrat when I'm dead, but respect to Brandon Presley for reaching out <laughs> in a uh, what I would consider a bit of an adversarial environment and, yeah. uh, and and clearing that up. So it's pretty cool. The power, the power of this show, the power of social media, the power of WYAB. Uh, we're, we're moving the needle in these statewide elections. So pat yourselves on the back, guys. Yeah, you know I can I can I can scream it till I'm blue in the face, but you guys watching and sharing the videos. And this podcast and listen to this radio show is what moves the needle. So thank you all for helping move the needle. And uh, we now we got both statewide gubernatorial candidates on record saying no mask mandates, no lockdowns. I like it. Sean, great show today, man. Thank you yeah. for coming in this week. Of course, we'll see you Friday, yep. assuming you're not dead by then. Yeah, my, my COVID goes away. <laughs> all right, y'all stay blessed. Coming up next, Mike Madison, followed by Jameson Haygood and Kim Wade, 4 to 6. See you tomorrow, ClayEdwardShow.com. I hope you enjoyed this clip of today's Clay Edwards Show. You can tune in live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. on 103.9 FM, WYAB in Central Mississippi. You can stream it worldwide and live at WYAB.com, the TuneIn app, or Alexa. Just search WYAB. And, of course, you're listening now on a podcast, so you can just hit subscribe where you're at. We update daily right here 
on the Clay Edwards Show and check out all things Clay Edwards at clayedwardsshow.com for shirts and more. Peace.